Today is Thought Thursday. I think that's what I'm going to call it because I got some really interesting thoughts. Stuff that you may have never thought of or stuff that's always in your mind but you never have the answer to. So some just interesting thoughts of mine coming today. So stay tuned. I'm Chase Carrington and you're listening to The Chase Carrington Show. I have a simple statement for all Christians out there. Do not be afraid of artificial intelligence. And it's interesting. I've noticed, especially the tech world, there's a little bit of an obsession both with furthering artificial intelligence, making stuff smarter, but also kind of setting off a lot of alarms to say, oh no, artificial intelligence could take over the world like in the movies. Well, I did some thinking about it, a little bit of philosophical theological Christian thinking about it all, and I think that Christians do not need to be afraid, at least not for the reason that artificial intelligence will somehow become sentient and take over the world. So here are a few of my reasons. Let's start with the most basic one. Humans cannot create life in any object. I mean, humans can't do like God. They can't just say, they can't just breathe life, life into any object like God is able to do. They can't do that. Humans don't even ha- don't even know so many things about the idea of life, let alone how to create it. And we never will. I am a true believer that God is sovereign and we will never be at his level. We will never be able to create life. I doubt we'll even be able to create higher intelligence even. I believe that God is way beyond us. We will never be able to create like he created, breathe life into objects that he created. And and I think this is really important to state, that a lot of the fear of artificial intelligence hinges on the idea that eventually it will become beyond us. It will become on a different existence or different level of knowledge and power beyond humans. That is not possible. I truly believe it is not possible, at least not in the sense that it will become either sentient or it will become somehow different, basically self-aware. While AI may get smarter and maybe eventually smarter than humans, I do not believe it will become sentient or it will become self-aware to the aspect where it begins to think that maybe life will be better without us. And second of all, life will never be better without us. Now, this is very important to state. If AI did become sentient, or at least our definition of sentient or smart or whatever, we need to realize that an AI would never want to really destroy us all because we define what it is. And what do I mean by that? I'm just saying, if we consider a living AI as something that thinks and learns, but also has the ability to correct itself, and a few other things, if we think that that's what that is, then we set the definition for sentience or life or whatever. But when you remove humans from the equation... The AI just becomes another machine, or nothing. 
And here's something you need to realize. When you believe in evolution and stuff like that, you can believe that, hey, maybe AI we create will eventually evolve to be something even better than us. Well, that's that's not in the Christian worldview. In fear of new technologies like AI is not. Now, I will mention not all fear is unwarranted, but the main thing to fear are errors and accidents like any new technology. So next time you see some scientist or billionaire on TV complaining or setting off the alarms about AI while they secretly are working on their own AI projects, don't be afraid. God is still sovereign, no matter how smart, how powerful, or how benevolent an artificial intelligence can become. I'm Chase Carrington, and you're listening to The Chase Carrington Show. Okay, here's something interesting. And I think this is important to realize, especially if you want to change the world. And here's my first statement that may sound kind of weird. Don't change the system. Okay, what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, there's bad systems all over the world that need to be changed. What do I mean don't change the system? You can't change a whole system. You can only change the people in the system. And here's something that I think needs to be primary philosophy of every Christian, every activist. They need to realize you can't change a system. What is a system exactly? You need to realize that you need to change the people in the system. You need to change the people, not just in the system, but every person. And this has been my primary philosophy for years now when it comes to spreading the word of Christianity or spreading my ideas or spreading my message, my voice. I want to reach one person with whatever I do. And if that one person changes their mind, their heart, they get saved, that one person, I've changed one part of the world. And now I can go on to do more. And this is what people need to realize. Going over ambitious and trying to change a system, not just as an ineffective, I just think it is not helpful. You need to go and meet people where they are, change those people, and in turn, you'll change a whole world, a whole system, a whole society, a whole culture. That's how you do it. You change hearts. You change minds. But changing a whole part, not just will it be ineffective, but it could allow, say, a whole segment of society or whatever to falsify, to fake their conversion or their change of heart or change of mind. But when you go to that person, you can cement your loving kindness or your intelligent assertion of your ideas into that person and that person hopefully lord willing those ideas will travel with them as they move up in whatever system whether they move to a different area to a different industry that person will now become a tool to not a tool but basically they now have become you in the aspect if they agree with your ideas if they if you have been able to change their minds or hearts, especially in the idea of Christianity, if you change their heart, then now 
they become a child of God, and they can bring that light to everyone around them. And in turn, you change a whole system. That's how it's done. Now, I have a link in the description of this uh, Anchor broadcast. Check it out. It's a really interesting idea of the idea of changing and per changing people, not the system. So there's this um, black blues musician, and he becomes friends with a lot of people in the KKK. And he doesn't just get 25 of them to hang up the coats. He also gets, he also is given, they give him their robes, and they leave the KKK forever. And they come into true reconciliation, recon, race reconciliation, reconciliation with this guy. It's an amazing story. Check out the link and see for yourself how changing people is the really the best way to change the system and change the world. I'm Chase Carrington, and you're listening to the Chase Carrington Show. Okay, now it's time for your thoughts. Want to hear your thoughts on what I said earlier, but also I have a few questions I want to propose for you. For starters, do you like the um, simplicity of my station? I don't temp uh, don't typically use that many transitions, and I don't really um, use the background music. Do you guys like that? Is it unusual? Do a lot of people do that? Am I the only person to do that? I just love to know your thoughts on that one. Another thing. <laughs> hashtag versus titles because you notice I did like you know hashtag music Monday stuff like that so hashtags okay because actually I'm thinking about just doing the normal titles makes it so much easier for me because then the autocorrect works so so I'm probably gonna make that up on my own but I thought I might as well, might as well get your guys thoughts too and another question another question for you guys have you checked out my website, Amplifier4JC? It's got a lot of cool stuff on it. I'm adding a lot more stuff. It's basically my uh, hub of projects, ideas, especially my projects. And the main one is Amplifier for JC, which is a Christian hip-hop and Christian um, EDM, basically, discovery website and podcast or radio station. and yeah. So, so that's where I get to... Um, use my radio voice first, but I also like using it here on Anchor. I'm doing a major relaunch later this month on the 30th. Um, stay tuned for that. I'll get you guys more details on that later. Another thing, um, really would love to hear your thoughts on, um, on just my, my view on things. I'm just, I, I'm just curious. Am I the only person that thinks like I do? Which is probably true. No, no offense. Just I tend to think very differently. Or, or is this something that a lot of people think that I just am saying? I would really love to hear that from all anchor listeners. So thank you, thank you so much for tuning into my station. I'm not sure if I'll do anything later today. But stay tuned all the same. I'm Chase Carrington, and you're listening to The Chase Carrington Show. God bless. Hey, Chase. Uh, my name is Kathy Tibbles, and I have a station called WordPress Barista. 
and let me tell you I am not a teen I haven't been in a lot of years <laughs> I love your enthusiasm I know you're gonna do big things I also know because I was so much like you that um, life is probably gonna knock you down pretty hard because the devil likes to take down those people who are world changers so just really dig in your heels no, I just want to encourage you to know God's word so that it can stand on its own and so that it can actually be the strength that you're going to need through your life. Because when it comes to the gospel, I think people need to be moved on a, on a deeper level than intellectual. Thank you, WordPress barista. Your thoughts come perfectly in perfect timing. I'm glad I heard them because you just reminded me I do need to uh, go dig in the word right now. But thank you so much for your kind words. And thank you for the encouragement and the wisdom. I, I think I should definitely be changing focus. Not just because I do appreciate what you said, but also just some thoughts I've been giving myself have really come around exactly like you said it. So thank you so much for your kind words. God bless. The words come perfectly in timing. So God bless. Thank you for calling in and stay tuned. I'm Chase Carrington and you're listening to the Chase Carrington show. Thank you. Chase, looking forward to your uh, thoughts. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you, Victoria Carrington, for calling into my station. <laughs> uh, thank you for the very, very kind words. And uh, thank you for encouraging me all my life. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Mother. I will. I do appreciate it. I'm glad you're on Anchor now. So... I would love it if you could uh, listen to some of my broadcast. Okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for favoriting my station and calling in. I appreciate it all, and thank you for the lifelong encouragement. God bless. I'm Chase Carrington, and you're listening to The Chase Carrington Show. Hey, Chase. Just wanted to call in and... Uh speak on this topic a little bit because it's something that I have thought about a lot in the past you know um, you're talking about how you know really when we're trying to reach someone it should be more like a one-on-one -on -one thing or maybe there's a few people that God has put within our reach that we can minister to um, and you know we live in a day and age where we've got all these uh, social medias and we're all connected globally and we could kinda get into this mindset that we're going to just reach you know millions of people um, you know maybe there are a few people who God has given the opportunity to reach millions of people uh, but for the most part we have to follow the biblical uh, model of discipleship which is what you're talking about the one-on-one -on -one discipleship model so when I'm talking about a discipleship model I'm really referring to Jesus and the way that he discipled you know he didn't just meet with his disciples once a week and uh, preach a sermon to them. 
but they actually did everything together. They uh, ate together, and they ministered together, and they, I'm sure they laughed and, and joked together, and they just did life together. And this is what our discipleship should look like, and it, it is much more of a of a person-to-person, one-on-one thing than some large, mass, global thing. And, you know, I'm a youth pastor, and I, I really believe some of the most important, impactful moments in my youth ministry have not been me standing behind a pulpit preaching, but have been moments when I maybe was taking a student home and, and got to have a good conversation with them or, you know, went and ate lunch with somebody. So I think we really need to focus on those areas. So anyway, what I'm saying basically is, yes, you are. You're right on track. You're 100% right. Um, we've got to put more of a focus on that one-on-one discipleship. Even though we're living in this modern, global kind of an age, that discipleship model is still important, and it is still how God uses us to reach other people. Um, <clears throat> as far as your format and your, you know, whether or not you use the hashtags and stuff like that, um, I think you got to do what you like. Uh, so if you like it that way, I think that's that's fine. Um, but give yourself the flexibility to change if you don't like it. Don't don't feel bad about making a change if you want to. Um, but I do really appreciate all your insight, especially coming from someone who is a is a teenager, and I deal with teenagers a lot. It's encouraging to know that um, there are teens out there who are thinking about these things and talking about these things. Have a good day. Thank you for calling in 318 Radio and um, thank you for the kind words and also your insight. I think I'm really going to research this a lot more. Um, One thing I do want to say that's very interesting, expound upon your idea, is even when we do use mass media as a way to communicate with people, we, we shouldn't hinder ourselves by thinking that we that we need to talk to a bunch of people. And especially as a radio person, I kind of know that when you talk in a radio or you talk in a podcast, you want to say you. You just want to talk to the people who are listening. And you want to create that connection. Even if you are talking to a dozen listeners or <laughs> or a dozen thousand, you never, you never know. So yeah, the discipleship thing has definitely got me thinking and something that I, I may do more in my life and um but yeah i just want to say that i think i believe that you can still create those relationships even across you know across the bounds of mass media but but definitely one-on-one discipleship is powerful and and is something that something where you can get a lot of you just build relationships with people and that is that's the best way to change the world Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you for uh, favoriting and listening to my station quite often. You're probably one of my most frequent listeners, so I really appreciate it. Uh, God bless. I'm Chase Carrington. You're listening to The Chase Carrington Show. 